This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for you. So now he's the yawn guy? We'd like to tell you about our friends over at Right on Trek, a new company that's innovating the outdoors. You know, they for sure are innovating the outdoors, like backpacking meals. I mean, they do, they're available nationwide now in stores, which is super cool. Everybody, you know, across the nation can get, uh, get their required meals they need for a certain outdoor adventure. The cool thing that they're doing over there too is you can go to their website and you can Whatever fits your individual need for calorie count, you know, how many days you're going. People. Exactly. The number of people that uh, you got going on your trip, they'll help you through that. Um, You know, some people may not be uh, very, you know, keen on what food to bring, things like that. Right. Um, Another bonus they're doing at Ride on Track is they got, uh, they got snacks that are, you know, they're... With each meal, exactly. There, that was a shock to us when we're seeing that because we, you know, we've dealt with some competitors and things. And well, it's funny because they're like, "What is? Do we add the cheese, or do we just eat the cheese?" Right, because we had a cheese stick on ours, and you know, they got a bunch of other things they're putting on. You know, different meals. They got jerky, tuna. Uh, I mean. Nuts, crackers, I mean, all that essential high-dollar protein that you need on your outdoor adventures. Um, they're, another thing that separates them, which is really cool, is they're fresher ingredients. And it's it's truly like you're cooking in your kitchen on a Tuesday night getting ready to go to work the next day. Uh, you, it's not just add the boiling water to the meal. It's, you can sit there and you can stir it get your chef boy idea on all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's a cool experience and it was fun. It was definitely fun for us. Um, they, you know, also one thing that you guys got to check out too, is they are, they have a, uh, Mac and cheese rated number one by the backpacker magazine which is super cool we have not tried that one yet but we are all we're going to yeah we're definitely going to try that now the other cool thing that they're doing at right on trek it's called the wilderness edge and basically what it is is a 24 hour 24 7 excuse me automated vending machine you can walk up check out everything you need you can even reserve it in advance online and so what you can get there you can It'll support your backpacking, camping, hiking gear, uh, bear spray, meals, uh, essentials, lighters, towels, all that good stuff you need for all your trips. Their first location for the Wilderness Edge will be in Glacier National Park, and it is going to be between the airport and the park entrance. They just wrapped up construction at the end of 2022, and they'll have some pictures of it later on in the spring. They also, if you are a guide, they offer a delivery service. So if you're within a 500-mile radius and you're a guide, you can set up with them to where they will deliver everything you need for clients and whatnot right then and there. If you'd like to get your hand on some Right on Trek meals, this is the best time out of the whole season. All of their meals right now are 14 to 40% off, uh, which is their 22 lineup. So they must be getting ready to gear up to, to, give, to bring all of our audience even more um, amazing meals. 
If you guys are first-time buyers, make sure to use the code REVOLUTION25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. And if you want to get to the website, you can go check out all of our social medias. Our link tree has the link. Click on the link. Go there. Put your meals in. Get your Use your promo code, and uh, you'll be good to go. So um, other than that, we have it uh, posted on our website, too. So you can get linked from there, too, if you're trying to get to the website, get straight to their meals. Use our link. Um, and, yeah, that's right on track. Holy shit. This is the BMB Network, and you're listening to the 68th podcast of the Bull Mountain Brothers. What's up, fellas? Not a whole hell of a lot. I like how we do this. I really do. Our the, backwards interview. Yes, yeah, the doing the. Interview. So uh, Matt actually teleported. Um, and is <laughs> if you're here for the interview afterwards, somehow Matt's not here. He uh, he actually teleported. It's it's the technology is there. We figured it out um, here at BNB. Um, but did Matt walk in the with same a pair of heat waves? We told you last week that no, never mind. Oh. Uh, we uh, told you last week we've discovered time travel. Yeah. And this is just another iteration of it. Yeah. No, but I, I really do like how we do this because it's like we're all kind of like, oh, just wait till you hear what, you know, we just uh, talked it, about. It makes for us an more hour. excited to do the intro. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Instead of us just sitting here talking like this, Riley doing something weird. Yeah. I don't think we talk like that ever. Oh. Unless you're wearing sunglasses. Uh, what are you talking about? Sunglasses guy? Shut up. If you ever <laughs> do that again. Seriously. Do not do that. What do you guys went up to? What did I do? I didn't really do anything last weekend. Last weekend you went to Bozeman. Yeah, but I didn't really do anything. Yeah. I didn't I just worked on the house and stuff. I, give me I, the sunglasses. I uh yeah, don't. I uh I shot my bow on Saturday morning. How'd that go? Good. My twenty. I've I've probably put a hundred arrows downrange out of twenty yards in my backyard, and it's a. Uh, That's good because it seemed like you struggled more with twenty yards last year than you did thirty and forty. Like we'd shoot really good thirty and forty, and then we go to twenty, and Sean would like miss the target, and I'm like, it it's closer. How it's are super you doing? weird how my pin, my twenty pin, is so much higher than my thirty. Isn't that weird just, though? I mean, it's a fast but bow, in but ten it's an yards, older bow. but in ten yards. Because my 30, 40, 50 are like right the next to each same, other. you know what I mean? Super weird. I don't know. Maybe hits 85 mile an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, did you buy, did you actually, I'm going to ask you this did you right now. Design did, those sunglasses? Did you willingly go out and purchase those sunglasses? Seriously. All right. We're done with Riley. Yes. Yes, I did. You did? Do you feel like shit for doing that? I feel. I you look important, buddy. I don't feel. I uh, piss excellence, and my have ice in my veins, Sean. <laughs> what the fuck do you do? And Riley is muted. <laughs> We're done with sunglasses, guy. Yeah, that is. I mean, seriously though, did did you actually go out and purchase those like like willingly wanting? <laughs> don't give him your <laughs> mic, Matt. <laughs> my. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. It's okay. Okay. Sorry. I just had a little out of body experience there. Sunglasses guy came back for a second. Dumbest thing I've ever watched. Uh, yes, I willing. See, actually, I'm gonna be honest with you. I tried to go red. I was gonna wear these uh, when I went out on my 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 calls, you know, because I'm trying to be all red. My company is red. You don't have a red pickup. You want to borrow mine? Uh, there's red on my pickup now. Yeah, but he's gonna have a red truck though. Yeah. 
Is your service truck red? Yeah. yeah. Riley's Red Rocket. Jesus. Why are you what? starting a podcast that way? Well, so which way? Yeah. Which way? Just understand what you did and move on. We don't have to talk about it. Oh, I don't want it in here. Gosh. If I don't want it here, just get edited out. Oh. I try to make a concentrated effort to to edit out at least 20 minutes of Sean talking every episode just to have less of is, it. Is there 20 minutes allotted for any other person? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Matt, what the hell have you been up to? We haven't talked well, in a while. Went went to South Dakota over the well for the last week and for a family reunion and done a bunch of branding and rained an inch and a half and nine hours and made nice. shit muddy and <laughs> I was yeah. branding in the mud. We branded the day before. Oh, that's good. It rained, it rained just as we finished up. No one ever has that luck ever. Yeah. Wasn't bad and rope for about three hours. Are you a dragger? I was. Yeah. That's the cush job. I don't know about that. We had a lot of calves. I missed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it had anything to do with uh, the amount of um, yellow jackets or Coors Rites you were drinking during that amount that that time? Or, well, you know, there was a bunch of there was a bunch of beer that went down the stomach about <laughs> ten thirty that morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. might make what you happened? miss miss a couple. But uh, unless you find that sweet spot, then it's like, oh yeah, I got this. Yeah, until you have your next beer, and then it's <laughs> just all downhill from there. No, I think this this uh, interview that we had. I mean, it was really good. I mean, like we all had a moment up on the mountain at uh, at the ranch. Yeah, with we the, actually with this had couple and, got to meet these guys before we did a podcast. With yeah. Them. And it was just one of those, and it was cool because we actually kind of got somewhat of a hunting experience with them to be able to just sit there and call, you know. And the other cool thing is they're like the same age that we are. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I thought they were older too. I, I thought, thought they were in their mid-30s. They're only, the Belchers are only. No offense to you guys. But yeah, I, I thought they were definitely older. No, than yeah. I think they're, they're right around my age. Very well spoken. They probably thought you guys were a hell of a lot younger than you were too. Uh, Usually people think I'm older. They're like, what's these 16-year-olds doing up here? God, I think they're a lot uglier in person, too. Dude, that's going to cost you a lot of work. What's that? Those shades. If you pulled up on my job site, I'd be like, get the fuck off my job now. <laughs> Just saying. Sunglasses guy doesn't care what you think. Yeah, I'm sure. Just, I don't understand what you're doing right now. But. They do match the side of your headphones, though. Why are you the way you are? Uh, those were the cost money. Jesus, there weren't a transmission. We're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not in an economy where you can just be doing that right now. No, you're right. I think it was uh, really cool, and and I kind of made the comment to them. I was like, it's not very often that you just stumble across people on a seventy thousand acre ranch. Is you know what I mean? Like you're out yeah, there the thinking you're alone, and then all of a sudden there's just. Guys that you come on their podcast. Seriously, the fact that, that like, that's because Dave has to poach all my good spots. Yeah. That is true. But it is true. The fact that we were like, I mean, we were kind of out. There's the another though. ranger there. And we we're like, oh, let's go. You know, it's like, actually, our initial thought was Dave's got all the good snacks. So let's <laughs> <go over to laughs> Dave's probably got Dave's cookies. Got cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go over to the ranger. And well, actually, weren't we like in that spot and we like 
called and they gobbled and we saw Dave's Ranger and we're like, I hope they come over here because there's like turkeys right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they actually no, told the. No, weren't we doing. All honesty, we were doing the right. Oh on yeah, track. we were doing the right yeah. on track thing. Yeah, yeah, we were. They were. They told the story though, where uh, they had like a failed stock, and the and the kid Landon, um, he was all frustrated and stuff, and he walked up to Dave, and Dave's like, "It's okay, son. Here's a cookie." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was that's, really that's classic because you're just like, yeah, that's one hundred percent could see that happening. And I don't know how many times they complimented. Patty's cooking in that interview. I mean, seriously. This is not to be messed it's with, that's good. for sure. Which, if you are the lucky winner of our meal deer hunt, you're going to experience. Probably some yeah. of the best of it, too. She is that a, is that a ba- lodge-based hunt? No. No? No, it's, but I think that we're... Maybe, did, I, was I, did I speak out of turn there? No, no, she's making some of it. We'll make, I'll make some, too, that I got to cook, but she'll make the majority of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same... If it's in Tupperware. Hey, I tell you what, I tell you what, it's a really nice feeling when we go back to camp and go, where the hell did this cooler come from? And then you open it and it's Patty's Just chicken Patty's chicken salad in there. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Let's go. Dave, he just hooks it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're always trying to get rid of food. They're like, here, take 10 pounds of food because <laughs> we made 30 pounds of food. Yeah. That is a good time, though. I think I ate almost that entire plate of chicken salad while you guys are doing a right on track review. <laughs> you know like you know like I I caught the other day listening to our podcast. I'll give you three guesses. I only need one cuz I also caught him. Warren. Mhm. Really? Which surprised me. He's it was like a long time like could give two shit. Not to give two shits, but You just, know what it is? The breakfast flakes are on their trip right now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's what he listens to. <laughs> And I was listening to it. We were kind of laughing because uh, it was the part where you were talking about uh, how you didn't like the grapes in the uh, chicken salad or whatever. And he was kind of chuckling at that. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I would like that much. Have you ever had that before? I don't like grapes. An apple, a little bit of apple in there is not bad though. Yeah, just really I'm just not a big beer. fruit, like a fruit and meat guy. Like I know a lot of people say, like the best way to cook duck is with like some sort of like fruit based oh, yeah. um, dressing of some sort like apricot a, preserves the if shit. you if you go to like a big like serious like uh restaurant that like duck is like one of their big things mm-hmm. like you get like a a blueberry extract um drizzle on top of it and stuff like that and it's like like to me i'm just like i oh believe know. me if there's something like that that's going to come across matt's tiktok feed <laughs> we'll probably be eating at camp what did, what was your drizzle that you had on the um filet burt wine reduction burt wine it was good it was fantastic i mean that, that's a good he did, said that and i'm like out? what the hell yeah you did and it paired well with because you know i'm not a huge blue cheese guy oh i love blue cheese and uh the two t- together was actually quite a quite a good pair i, I go i hope you like it because you're eating that shit tomorrow <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> But it's literally like every time we go to our little, you know, secret restaurant when we go out to the ranch and me and Matt see blue cheese on a steak, we're just like, yes. Yeah, I uh, I just did a, I did a job today and I had to drop it off out and it was out in the in the mountains. So it was kind of cool. Um, he gave me a bunch of potatoes. So if we need potatoes tomorrow, that'd have been nice to know about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were. Did you guys taking the uh raffle winner for fishing trip tomorrow? No, no, this is uh, taking our uh, friend of the Bullmont Brothers, Reed. Oh. Fishing. Oh, you are. Or So I just, not not that there wasn't pressure to start with, but then he's like, I can't go 
Wednesday. I, if I go Wednesday, I have to be back Wednesday. Can we go tomorrow? I'm like, sure. He's like, yeah, I'm cooking for the governor on Thursday. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Actually, we're more important than the governor. Come on. Yeah. Geez. Come on, Reed. <laughs> Priorities. So, yeah, we're, I don't know. I mean, we're just what, hosting what something. What kind of fishing yeah, are you guys know. doing? We might be just driving around. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like a fuck around day. Oh, there's still lots of sheds out there we haven't found. Got to build my, my 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 shed tower before Dave inevitably takes it down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I, I guess we, Matt and I get to do something outdoorsy this week, which is nice. And then before too long, well, we next, might buy some worms though, just in case. Yeah, I haven't got a catfish in like ten years. I haven't caught one in like eight days. Fair point. I'll tell you uh, what was working for me. Is that uh, that herring? Oh, really? That was in the fridge yeah. freezer. Mm, that's interesting. Is that from it. ice fishing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I went and bought more. Oh, there's there's some in the freezer from ice fishing still. Greasy. <laughs> Sean caught some ling off of that. I did. Eight ling, whatever. So yeah, this might we might get a little. We're gonna get a little bit back in the outdoors this month. Um, with Matt and I doing that tomorrow, and then next weekend I've got a I'm gonna do a bachelor party. Yeah, and we're floating the Madison, I believe. So we'll be doing some fly Is that fishing. For, uh, Cause I just saw Josh got engaged. Is that for Josh? No, it's not for God. That would be pretty damn quick. That would be. Uh, I know, but yeah, congratulations to friend of the podcast, yeah, Josh Adamson. He just got engaged. Uh no, it's for our buddy Dane. I'm not sure if you know him, but um uh All yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. He's uh getting married in Pennsylvania or something, so we we and then he's actually having an actual bachelor party, and it's in like Arizona, and we're just like, I, we can't travel all over for your destination wedding. So we hosted something for him here with the, with the boys, and so probably do a little bit of fly fishing for sure. And then I think the weekend after that's uh, and new annual uh, lake you trip. Your boat in? <clears throat> There's no way. Oh, I can't even get to it. First of all, why? Well, now I can. I couldn't last week. I can fix it. If it's just a fuel pump, it's easy. Well, I, I'm sure we can get it going, yeah. If I can get Ramsey to to do something for once. I'm full on working on the camper right now. I ordered like $300 worth of stuff for my camper. Which today. one? So you'll be home this weekend? Yeah. The big one? Yeah. I bought a new thermostat. Oh, I bought a motor for the slide. I was just going to do the, the impact gun on the manual deal. That'll be nice, though, because you just had to hit a button on inside then. But I'm wondering if they took it off because that button's broken. Ah, that could be. Well, then you just buy a button. Well, so how are we going to get your camper up there is my... Someone brought you a fifth wheel hitch. Remember? Now, is that going to work with my short bed to pull... To pull... Uh, you just can't turn tight. I've used I used the short bed on that camper because the, it's the fifth wheel set in really far, so it's got a lot of space and it's really wide camper. Well, I used my buddy's short bed Dodge and I turned too sharp and I broke out his back window. Mm. You just got you can't turn ninety degrees. You just got to kind of watch. Is there? There's not really any ninety degree turns to make on the way there. The only the only backing time it's gonna, in backing in is going to be the only time you'll ever. But get then because you. You just swing close and then pull out. Go out and then come in and forward. You'll have to do it like three times. If only there was someone that was going to be there that hauls trailers for a living. I'm fully capable. I'll get it done, Riley. It's fine. Do you guys want to know the fiasco? Either that or I'll just 
phone. Do you guys remember last week I couldn't see anything because I don't have any seeing apparatuses? Still a thing. Going through life without being able to see has been quite a quite an interesting experience. This is a 28-year-old adult that can't buy contacts. What do you mean I can't buy contacts? Like you just choose not to. No, I want to. <laughs> you bought $80 sunglasses. Those are $150 for contacts. I have ordered glasses. I thought you already got them. No, they take 7 to 14 days. Oh, so it's still in any? This dude is fucked up. <laughs> what? I have no idea. Where did this intro go? I don't know. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I can't wait for our guests to, to listen to their podcast, and it's just us talking about boats and campers and glasses. Yeah. yeah but we don't want to give it all away in the intro. No. And... uh it's that's kind of going to cap off. Well, no, because we have one more interview that we did a month ago that's going to come out next week that's turkey related, but this is probably going to finish up the turkey talk for 2023. I think so too. Um I think what's going to be we're going to have an interesting um we're going to we're going to have an interesting podcast posting you got to keep scrolling though. Dude, this, this, I'm going to be honest with you. This is so not funny. I was actually genuinely upset. I, I've seen this. I know where it's going. You can just have that back. I mean, you can talk shit to me all at once, but I just thought that was a really inappropriate anyway, place to have that back conversation. To what you're saying. But, anyways, um, we're going to have a bonus episode this week. We last week had a good friend of the podcast, Chance Windsor, on to talk some preseason elk scouting. And um, by the time you hear this podcast, you're already going to have heard it. Uh, but yeah, so bonus week. We're looking forward to that bonus episode. We're trying to have multiple episode weeks going forward. Not Obviously not every month, but to try and get to where we can hit 100 on the last week of the year. We just thought it'd be cool. I think so. So we'll have 47 podcasts last we year. We hit 50, right? No, we're 47 last year and we'll hit 53 this mm. year. Unless, of course, like, we all die in a fiery boat crash, but that's the goal. You going, Sean? Where? <clears throat> On the fourth? No. Do you um, think you can hold down the fort if you survive? If you're the only survivor of the podcast, would you continue the podcast? I could foresee Sean coming in here and telling our story. And then, like, taking the mic off thing, <laughs> dropping it, and walking out, and just leaving the camera going. Like when a boxer leaves the gloves on the mat when they walk out? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd probably continue. How would you continue it? I'm curious. Uh, would it be a solo? Yeah, would it be yeah. Beaumont and Brother? Or would uh, you bring some Lodge crew members? You know who I'd bring on, first and foremost? Chad. <laughs> no, no, hold on. We all die, and Sean's out here just like... Like he's a like an NFL agent scout, just like <laughs> doing interviews. All right, man, we're gonna get who are we gonna fill for Ramsey? We're gonna fill Ramsey with a Enrique block of Wood, <laughs> a, block of wood. <laughs> a robot. All right, continue what you were gonna do. I can see Corey driving the Billings every week now. Yeah, the yeah. new Shaw. I. Uh... <laughs> Sean makes it. By this, by the time we're big enough that Sean can call on celebrities. Uh, Chum Lee, can we get you in here? <laughs> I need I need a replacement here, and you're the best fit. You're the original. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It is. It's like a dark turn. 
I, I'd probably do a podcast um, talking shit on you guys would be the first thing I would do. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything else. No. I would actually. I would be sad if he didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but. Uh, I've hated these guys since day one. <laughs> I've been not happier than a death more than all three of these guys die. <laughs> That's dark. All right. Wow. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into this interview. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so a little bit of housekeeping before we get in the interview. I think by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have all of our current merchandise on the website. Um, and we talked about basically everything last week. So there's really nothing new that's going on. Um, I think you'll see us. We're trying to plan some bingo nights this, this summer. So uh, Matt and I will talk with the guy that's in charge of that tomorrow. And we'll probably get those set up. Um, so you can catch us back out on some Bull Mountain Brothers bingo. <clears throat> my My goal here is to get to a point where they just rename Bingo Nights to Bull Mountain Brother. <laughs> Bingo Nights. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but... Uh, oh, we're not kidding. BMBB. BMB Bingo. That name is going to be workshopped. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might come up in some weird searches if we, if we do those acronyms. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Um, again, <laughs> stick around for this interview. It's phenomenal. Um, it really is. Another East Coast. Yes. I guess first, you would say. First like, couple. Yeah, first couple and second female on the podcast. So yeah. um, really some cool insight. And I, you guys kind of had some stuff in common. We all had some stuff in common. Uh, we really. Uh, first hunter female on the podcast. Yeah, that was the first hunting female for sure. Mm -hmm. um, they had a really good time talking about their adventures out here in Montana and their experience with Trapper Dave. And then uh, we got to learn kind of about how they got started and make sure to check out their podcast. It's Belcher Outdoor. Their Instagram. Did I say podcast? You did. Yeah. My bad. Their Instagram, social media, Belcher Outdoor Broadcast. broadcast. Yep. Um, at Belcher Outdoor, Outdoor Broadcast. Broadcast. <laughs> broadcast. I was trying to think of the... Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you on the next one. I'm going to uh, go jump in my uh, teleporter. Yeah, Matt's yeah. going to go back we'll in 1920. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't need to make this like an outro. <laughs> yeah, this isn't an outro. We're, uh, you're actually just going to go check out this interview right now. See ya. Later. Today, we're here with a special guest, uh, a couple. Yeah. Is, is this, is this our, first our first couple? I think it is. I think it is. Um, kind of crazy how we met them, really. Yeah. Uh, we were out doing our sh first shed hunting trip of the year the four of us and we stumbled across the old trapper dave and some clients of his and they ended up being some really cool down-to-earth like-minded people and we got to sit there and talk turkey with them and oh, we chatted with them for a while and i kind of felt bad that we were cutting into their you know their gobbler time but uh no, it was good it was it was really cool to meet those yeah we'll introduce them right now we got uh the belchers on the podcast today we have landon and Kristen. how are you guys doing so we're gonna we're gonna go way back we always do this when we when we bring new people in that the audience has never talked well listen to all the way back all the way back all let's back. get <laughs> let's get an idea here of how you guys got brought into the outdoors uh what is your story and your upbringing to get to this point um well i'm a third generation hunter uh really strictly whitetails my grandpa was a huge whitetail hunter uh my entire family's from west virginia and uh pretty tough hunting out there we hunted in the mountains in union west virginia and uh 
pawpaw hunting whitetails. There weren't near as many back in the day. And by the time my dad was born in the 70s, there was a lot more. And uh, hunted deer there all the way till the early 2000s. And uh, well, I hunted squirrels there. I was too young to hunt deer. And uh, after we hunted there, he passed away. And uh, my my dad, he, luckily, he just kept me into it. And we found a hunting club in North Carolina. And man, he just kept me hunting since day one. And he kept me after deer. He just never expanded my knowledge once i got older i started hunting other stuff which was really great so he did he's went in a bow hunt like he i'm did, sure yeah. bow hunting really early yeah i did bow hunting changed everything for me personally yep um and i mean for me really it started with landon i'll say i mean i've always loved the outdoors but hunting was not really a thing for me no one no one ever really like took me out to hunt or anything like that so i mean me and landon have been together for about seven eight years total um and uh yeah i mean i I didn't really like it at first to be honest like it was like taking away time from us being together whatever you know usual stuff but once once he once he actually you know showed me what it was really about and and um the things that it could teach you and took me out there and like i'll never forget watching him shoot uh a deer the first time with a bow like i was sitting there and it was the coolest thing ever i was like man i'm i'm into this so um, you know, just one step at a time, he kind of got me into it, and here we are, about seven years later. And yeah, she's doing it on her own, shooting a bow and killing birds. Yep. Super proud, it's cool to teach, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good last year for me for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that uh, a lot of, in that situation could go many different directions, right? Where, um a couple gets together and one is really pitted in the outdoors and the other one, not as much. And, you know, if it's not brought in, in a way that, um, how would you say it? Like, I, we talk about a little bit more of like a spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you don't, you don't get that yeah. background, um, where, you know, like yeah. we've talked to a lot of guys. It's like that, like it's a religious thing for them to like be able to go out of the mm-hmm. outdoors and stuff like that. And I feel like people mm-hmm. that are in, or on the other side of that spectrum, don't see that kind of stuff. And so it's kind of, I mean, it is like the light at the end of the tunnel once they, you know, finally realize why people are so passionate and addicted to, you know, this outdoor sport. Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, I was just like always wondering like what gets this guy to spend so much time in the woods? Like I don't, I cannot for the life of me understand (laughs) why you sit out there and maybe not even, see or kill anything and you're going to sit out there and spend time you know six hours or all day out there in the woods i just it like it was unfathomable but um you know when you go out there and you have somebody that really teaches you you know kind of i don't want to say the right way but you know a way that you can appreciate it um really appreciate the outdoors not just not just feeling something you know you appreciate every aspect of it she didn't like i it's way more than hunting and you guys know that once she realized that it was more than just sitting out there killing critters you know it was a big change for her to see how we let these deer how i know these deer personally man like i know i've known them for three years i've been waiting on these deer to see how i grow them work on them keep the herd healthy let deer walk she try to shoot the right deer there's a lot that goes into it once she learned it and appreciated it changed everything Mm -hmm. i don't don't know about you guys the like over here ramsey and i especially when we're doing our like uh you know call it e-scouting with uh trail cams we start naming deer oh absolutely. and elk like we start giving them names oh, yeah. and uh for sure 
like the the most recent one we had, which it was it it was Melvin. Yeah, the yeah, spike Melvin. Melvin. He was just little weird. I mean, it was just a weird one by two spike uh, mule deer, and he just popped up on all of our cameras all over this property. And and mind you, these cameras are like at least at the very least a mile apart. I mean, some of them yeah. are four oh, miles yeah. apart, and yeah. he's showing up on every single camera yeah. like he knew they were there. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he was like, hey, guys, here I am again, here I am again. Yeah. Yeah, Hey, yeah, guys. <laughs> hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> and it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a majestic, you know, like what you were trying to explain somebody as like a really cool trail cam picture. It was just, you know, his face right into the camera, just staring Literally. at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. I know. Yeah, I love those funny. ones where they're like tongue is out or something. Oh, yeah. Like seems like they know that you're there. Yeah. They're like making a face at you. Yeah, they do a lot of funny things. <laughs> yeah. What age did you start no, hunting, Kristen? Um, I guess. I mean, I hunted with Landon a little bit when we were just like dating. So I'd say I was probably like 18, 18 years old. Um, you know, but I got into it within the last couple of years. I'm 26 now. Um, so, you know, about 24, I'd say I was getting pretty serious about it. That's whenever we took our first uh, turkey hunting trip or it was my first turkey hunting trip. And uh, it hooked me, it hooked me. You know, what's really cool is I think you and Sean have actually traveled very similar paths then. That's about the timeline that you started. Yeah, I was... Right? I was nineteen, twenty when I started. So yeah, six, awesome. seven years old. Awesome. So nice. And you were like, hey, great, man. What, twenty-one or twenty-two when you really started to get into it, though? I would say it was as soon as uh, archery, like archery elk hunting, came around. I was yeah. like, holy shit, this is gonna drain the bank account, awesome. and it's gonna be a great time. <laughs> but no, I mean, because I, I. I played a winter sport and my father was not into hunting. Um, he did when he was younger, but he kind of grew out of it. And, you know, that was never something that I went out and did with my dad was go hunting and things like that. But, um, my brother-in-law was, I mean, the dude is an elk wizard. I mean, he's just an addict with archery elk hunting. And so I'd go out with him and, you know, I would get the, the craziest thing to me that when I look back on it is I would get the shit end of the stick most of the time, because I'd be going (laughs) and helping him pack elk out. That was really all I oh, yeah, I was getting to do. And <laughs> so your brother in law is yeah. smart, is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring bring the young well, legs and you build your character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I and then I yeah. finally started, you know, going. And even though I didn't have a tag or or even a hunting license, I would just go out with him and, uh, you know, listen yeah. to elk bugling and, you know, go on the hikes with him yeah. and stuff like that. And then it was just short while after that, I went on a hike uh, or a hunt and with Ramsey. And then I was like, okay, this is, this is it. Like I'm, I'm doing this. And yeah. then it was history that's after that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. That's awesome. That's, yeah, cool. that's, that's really special, man. Having a friend, you know, like meeting up with a guy like Ramsey, taking you hunting and shit. You know, I, I try to do that every chance I get with new people, take somebody new hunting, let them experience. It's so cool when you see somebody who's never seen it, seeing her eyes when they see it for the first time. Like, that's even better than killing for me, really, at this point. Uh, I really enjoy that. And you were talking about a bow. For me, that's everything. When I started shooting a bow, I didn't really care about the gun so much. Now, turkeys is a little different. I come all the way out to Montana. I want to bust a head, you know. Yeah, I, right. I don't want to be missing them. <laughs> but uh, around here, man, as far as deer, I mean, even an elk, man, I would. I want, I want a bow on an elk for sure. There's just nothing beats a bow and arrow, man. Yeah, because it's so it's I like to compare it to like there's two things on the planet there. Um 
that give you the same spiritual feeling as, uh, well, I guess not as of the two things are bow hunting and fly fishing, in my opinion. They're the two things that take a special skill set and get you closer and more familiar with the animal. And there's nothing else like it on the planet. And, and why you do, won't know until you get in, involved in it. Why do those have to be the hardest ones, too? Yeah, they are. <laughs> of course. <they're. laughs> Makes them more worth it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so you guys... Fly fishing. Go ahead. Fly fishing something I really need to try, man. It's something I'd like to get into. I've never really experienced fly fishing. Well, if you want to take another, uh, what does that got to be? Thousands of miles, or what is that from from us to you? Yeah, something like that, maybe like two thousand miles. Or something. Yeah, you want to take a couple yeah. thousand mile trip again? We'll take you fly fishing. No, no problem. There. Yeah, man, we'd love to. I'd love to come um, see the Yellowstone in a different in a different way. All kinds of fly fishing signs, and I've never seen so many fly stores in my life. There ain't yeah. none of that. And I know people come all over the world to, to the Bighorn to fly fish, don't they? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a travel destination for sure. What do you guys What are you guys mainly fishing down in North Carolina? When you go, so out this way, I was a big largemouth bass guy. Yeah, but man, a lot of these guys out here are big coastal guys. Right now, they're fishing for uh king mackerel spanish they're catching red drum my buddy caught a i think it was a 35 pound cobia yesterday oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. on the Jeez. coast so the coast fishing is really heating up out here and that's something i recommend to y'all too man y'all like to fish it the coast is fun out here yeah yeah so we uh had a guy on the podcast in february his name's trevor bruick i got that correct yeah, yeah. Um, and he's an East Coast guy too from Massachusetts. Connecticut, yeah. Connecticut. Sorry, I gotta keep everyone. <laughs> Sean's my Sean keeps me rounded up here. Um, and it's very similar, very similar to you guys. Uh Easterns, Whitetail, and uh coastal fishing. Because well, he's a guide for, on on a fishing boat. The craziest thing was when he started talking about Sitka deer. Like his marshland hunting that he would oh, do yeah. for Sitka deer. And I I have never heard of that in my what? life in, in Connecticut me that they either. do that. Yeah, there's some island up there, I think. Uh if I remember correctly, it was like they brought it in for some rich guy. Yeah. Am I saying this right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then they ended up creating their own population because yeah. of the ecosystem that can you know handle that and, kind of. And deer. basically, the way he explained this to yeah, us was, I mean, you're literally hunting in hip waders, and you're up to your hips in in swamp, and that's how you're hunting these deer. It's like that it's just like insane. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know this about that. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard of that either, man, but that would be a blast. That sounds pretty cool. So we got kind of a, we, we've we now gotten to the point where we know how you guys got together and how you guys got hunting and stuff like now. Um, what does your guys' life look like right now? Like what is your hunting life looking like um, together and apart and, and whatnot? Um, I mean, yeah, right now I'm really just like getting into bow hunting. So this is my first year, first year hunting with a bow and I'm super, super excited about that. Um, you know, right now me and Landon are just, we've put up a lot of cameras. Um, we started hunting in Ohio this year. We have a lease up there. Um, so we just put up some, some, uh, tree stands and yeah. cameras and some corn feeders and all kinds of stuff. Um. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm prepping for right now. Just, just really trying to get my first year with a bow. And for me, it's uh, I mean, she's typically my main goal. Uh, I have like you guys, I have branched out these North Carolina deer. You wear every now and then, you will find a special buck here. But uh, I started hunting in Ohio 
and boy, let me tell you, them whitetails are something up there. I hunted a, it took me three years and I killed a 150 with a bow up there. Oh, heck yeah. A whitetail. And, and uh, it made my year. I killed him last year and we lost that lease and we ended up getting our own lease up there with a couple of buddies of mine. We got 139 acres. So, man, my focus is nothing but monsters and uh, filling the freezers with those or not eat, or not shooting bucks and getting her a good buck. I'd like to see her shoot a couple of those and then kill a good buck with her bow would mean the world to me. Right I'm going to try to fill the freezer this year. <laughs> and I tell you, I, That's I, a good goal. I like to, I'd like to shoot one, too, <laughs> if I get the chance, you know. And I like the page thing, man. I would have never put myself out there like that. She, she did it and kind of just teaching me about it and it's cool to because i'll be doing all this anyway man she's just filming my normal life you know and it's so cool that she's a part of it now yeah give me a fill me in on that let's uh now that we've gotten to that point let's talk a little bit more about um that's kind of like how we connected was talking about how we were what would you call that what's an what's the modern term for that influence i hate that term I mean, that's what we it are. is. What it is, influencer, right? I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're both yeah, doing. Yeah. A, we have a social media presence, right? You guys do. We do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, why don't you guys tell us about your Instagram and, and kind of what your goals are with that, and then what you're doing with it? Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Um. So we do. We have uh, just an Instagram right now. Um. We do have stuff on YouTube too. Um. Under Belcher Outdoors Broadcast, and um. It kind of got started. Uh. Whenever. I fell in love with the turkey hunt and that was a couple of years ago. We went to Texas and um, I wanted to do some filming and, you know, Landon wanted to shoot a Rio trying to get the, the grand slam. And um, yeah, I decided that like, after I kind of fell in love with it, we, we made this Instagram and, and really what it was to me <clears throat> was it was so cool. What I didn't know, what I think a lot of people, you know, just the basic things that Landon would be talking about that he thinks are just, you know, kind of common knowledge are things that people don't even, you know, a lot of people don't know, um, like the deer, you know, shed antlers and stuff like that. Like a lot of my friends had no idea. They're like, what? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard every year. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so um, just stuff like that. I was like, it's so cool. Like the stuff that, you know, people don't know and just be able to appreciate it more um, was kind of my goal through this is just, you know, getting people to kind of appreciate what goes into it. And, you know, you don't have to love it. You don't have to, you don't even have to do it, but you know, just see it and, and learn to appreciate it um, for, for what I kind of see into it. So kind of following our journey too, like Landon's at like a much higher level, obviously in his hunting journey than I am. So I think it's really cool for people to be able to relate like to him or they can relate to me. Um, and then I'm and vice versa. It's really cool for me to see people that are like, you know, starting following people's Instagrams or, you know, hearing from you guys or learning from you guys. So yeah, it's been really, really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Like I said, she's them. For me, I'm a journey guy. It ain't all about the kill. I think that uh, having a chance to hunt a giant's cool. And I, I like if you guys check our stuff, you'll see lately just all the work, all the just I like people to see the effort, you know, just what it takes. They'll think we're just walking out here shooting a big deer. You know, even the gobbler, you know, even the gobbler out there with you guys in Montana, we hunted that bird, got in, surfing around him and killed him. You know, we want to be legit as possible and just show that this is what we do you know we're not really creating anything we're just filming what we do and i think what's cool what you guys are going to find out and what we found out is that there's hundreds and hundreds of like-minded people um that are doing uh 
I wouldn't say the same thing, but like doing it in their own way. And you're going to find a lot of cool people. Like you were talking about uh, people following you, seeing who's doing this and doing that. I've had, we've had nothing but, um, and you guys fall into this category too, of just really amazing people with amazing stories. And that was kind of our goal when we started this was just giving people the voice that, um, you know, because every you know, you got Joe Rogan out there with famous people and this and that. Well, we want to talk about what's really going on in the world. Like you guys are what's really going on in the world. Right. This is this is what uh, you know your everyday outdoorsman looks like. And uh, it's it was really cool to meet you guys and uh, see that uh, another really you know like minded cool person mm-hmm. people actually uh, to be friends with yeah. on the podcast here. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what this is all about, man. Meeting people, you know, making connections and. Like I said, y'all giving us a chance to do this means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. We greatly appreciate it, man. Y'all been very cool. Yeah, it's been new. It was um just super cool to meet you guys on the mountainside. It was like just by chance it feels like, you know, passing by you guys dead hunting out there and uh, Trapper Dave talk highly, y'all. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny to be out in the middle so. of a seventy thousand acre ranch and just randomly stumble upon people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, And if I remember right, you guys had almost done us up some turkey, so you were you were my friend immediately. You know? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, we uh, you know, I see. I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna not relate in the turkey world. I personally stopped killing turkeys about. Not stopped, but I just don't about four or five years ago because I I don't really have a reason other than I have more fun and enjoyment in learning the language and calling them in for other people. Uh, so that's all Sean and I were doing when you guys rolled up was just yeah. was just talking with them. We you know yeah. we have zero intentions of killing any, but um, but it was kind of fun to just stumble across you guys. No, that was that was yeah. definitely yeah. fun. That was cool. Now Ramsey, yeah, on the I mean, other hand, super... big turkey killer, big turkey <laughs> killer. Somebody's got to do it, I'm just one of those oh. people, and and these guys will attest to this. Is I'm not the best hunter in the world, but when it comes to hunting, my luck is otherworldly. And that is very true. It is true. Other than elk, but I, well, I, elk. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could say that for myself. <laughs> so while we're while we're on this subject, because now we did we have cons- we have considered shooting more turkey because we found a recipe for them that is out of this world. Do you okay, guys right. have a do you guys have a certain way that you guys uh cook up turkey or you just do it any any way? We we do. Yes. We've got a we've got a little thing we got going on. We've been trying some different stuff, but our, our go to is soaking in pickle juice for about twenty four hours. My that's man, it. That, that's what we do. Yes, sir. Boy, you talk about great grilled turkey chopped up really good. You can save their legs and make quesadillas, which I'm trying to do more. Um it's like pulled pork almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That would probably be really good. We did a turkey pot pie this year. It yeah. was good. Turkey pot pie was excellent. Yeah. We need to branch out a little bit more, but yeah, we're like strictly the turkey nuggets. You know where that you know where that pickle juice thing comes from, right? You know who does that? Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Dang right. Yeah, yeah Landon worked there. I don't know how yeah, to do that. You know what's another one I've heard? Uh, we had a, a client from Arkansas. That said that uh, soaking in buttermilk is just as good too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that, like a type of cream or like yogurt. Apparently, you soak it in yogurt. Weird. Now, like do you guys do you guys notice a, like a, a difference in taste between the Merriams and the Easterns? I didn't notice it in the Merriams as much as the Easterns, but I did in the Rio in Texas. Man, I guess it's just where it's so dry out there and they're eating rocks and stuff. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. know they do that anyway. Yeah, it's just an unbelievable amount of rocks and stuff they eat out there. Yeah, I can taste the difference in that, but. I remember me and her talking about the Miriam and it tasted. Yeah, but like I feel like if you do the pickle juice thing, it's always good. That's true. We did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, no. It was good. It was really good. I mean, no yeah. difference really for me. No, in the Miriam. So, we kind of talked a little bit beforehand before we got on here um, about how you might, you wanted to share a couple stories from your adventure in Montana. Um, which is, I'm very excited to hear it because even though we ran into each other, it was kind of at the, was it at the beginning of their trip? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys really, yeah. you, you had maybe yeah, had shot so. one turkey maybe. So we haven't even heard your story from that week. Yep. You guys want to share it with us? Yeah. Well, I know, uh, I saw Kristen carry some horns in here. She was wanting to show that. Oh man. Well, right before it all happened, I found this awesome yeah. mule shed, you know? <laughs> And like this was when I met you guys. <laughs> and actually you guys you guys let me find another shed. Like you guys were like, Oh, just go down this hill right here. And there was another shed that was sitting there just plenty of the pictures. So you guys, yeah. She had just that. as much fun picking up sheds as everything, man. That was awesome. Yeah, but I, I don't know if it was that day or the next day that I killed my turkey. I think it must have been the yeah. second day. The it must have been that day. Man. At about six thirty PM is whenever I killed my turkey. Um, late, man. Last call of the evening. Yeah. And um, you know, I've never killed a turkey before. This will be my first turkey. Um I've hunted two seasons and um almost made it happen in North Carolina in our home state, but I just, you know, just didn't come together. So I was really excited to come out here to, to Montana and um we Layman starts talking with a bird, um, uh, you know, with his mouth call and um we kind of get up on him, like we get really, really close to him, and we're hiding in these bushes. And, and Landon looks at him, and he tells me, he's like, it's Jake. And I was like, I don't know. I said, that's cool. <laughs> you know, I'll, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like valley. And it looked down that canyon, it's like, I ain't no way I'm going that way. Yeah, but he was gobbling his head off. I mean, and it was, sounded like, you know, we were kind of saying earlier that, um, Eastern gobblers just say they have like this really heavy, heavy gobble, and the Jake's just you can really tell the difference. And I mean, you know, but just a Miriam, it's it's kind of hard for us to tell. Um, so as soon as he got up on us and we kind of were in this canyon, Landon was like, "Okay, it's a Jake," and I said, "You know, that's that's cool." Um, <laughs> so we are wanting him to come around, and sure enough, he sure does. We're like sitting in this bush, and he circles around and just gobbling his head off, letting me you know right where he is, exactly where he is, every step of the way. And Landon tells me to like crawl up a little bit. So I, I kind of do what he says. And then I kind of black out, I guess, you know, I mean, maybe you know how it is. Like the whole <laughs> moment sort of like a blur for me. Um, but Landon apparently asked me like, you know, do you see him? And that's whenever, you know, I put my gun up and I had just got a new 20 gauge and, um, Stoger. Stoger, yeah. And, uh, I said, yeah. And he said, you know, can you shoot him? And I, you know, we'll pal. And, he said, is he dead? And I said, yeah. And I got ran up and hopped up on him and we yoked him up and dude, it was the, just the coolest thing ever. Trapper I hugged Trapper Dave, Dave like Trapper I've never Dave hugged a man before. 
That's super awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, front row seat. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Landon got to see the whole thing. So that that was super duper special for us. Landon has always said that he wanted to call in my first bird. Um, that you know, we wanted it to be like that scenario, which is you know, you don't always get that scenario. Sometimes you pop up on them or whatever. Um, so it was really cool. You know, we got to talk with this bird, we called him in, we tricked him, we did everything right. Um, and it just came together so beautifully. And it was just it was such a beautiful moment on that mountaintop. It was unreal, super duper cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was special, man. And I don't know any North Carolinian whose first turkey was a Marion. <laughs> no, that's special. That's uh that's kind of a yeah. man. I... Go ahead. Um, oh, yeah, I just got a I got a applaud Trafford Dave, man. He just tickled me the whole trip. He was funny. Uh my my big dog that I killed, he man, he I guess he just he's he lost his hearing a little bit, man. He would hit that call. And turkeys would gobble all over, and he'd look at me and just, I don't know. And I'd be like, man, they're gobbling all over the place. <laughs> and, uh, so a few gobbled, and uh, finally I got to the point where I was just taking off, you know, and I looked back at him, and he was just like, go, go, go. And Tristan stayed right behind me. Yeah, and I had already shot my bird, so I just left my gun. I was like, I'm going to film, you know. I had my GoPro with me. had a fan on it. Yeah, I had a, like a, yeah. Man, fan. he up. Three big old gobblers, man, 20 yards, and I plopped one of them, and the other two, I was fighting for them, just sitting there fighting for them, and they just stood there and gobbled and gobbled, and they took off, and they said them turkeys run five feet from him. <laughs> when they took off, and he was 100 yards away. Yeah. So, man. I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I've got, I had a front row seat, literally, and I thought I'd pop up this GoPro, no gun, you know, I'm having, having a great time, and I just see it go powering off. It died like it was dead. Yeah, so been uh, there. Been yeah, there. yeah, yeah, and uh, so it was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna stay here, you know, watch it in real life. Yeah. And um, it was it was really cool, kind of, to get that moment too. That uh, that I got to just like watch him kill his bird. Heck, I hugged old Dave up, man, when I killed that big, yep. and I walked up there and yoked him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super fun trip, man. Yeah. That sounds like a very I special trip. Yeah, yeah it was, it was and after that, he showed us a pictograph. I'm sure y'all seen it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. On that cave where then that man just being able to touch that. Just yeah. Something come over me, man. I don't know. It was cool. I, I like that out there a lot. And one more thing to add about this trip was it was our two year wedding anniversary trip. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that with all the Yellowstone and stuff. But yeah, yeah. We kind of that's sort of our thing every year. It like falls around turkey season, so we kind of go kill a turkey somewhere. Yeah, yeah we could only we could only dream uh, of uh, having a a wife that uh, lets us go turkey hunting <laughs> on our anniversary. Right. Well, thank you, thank you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it takes time. Yeah, it does. You got to put in the work. You know, if on that that rock wall there, if you would have walked a little further up you could have seen that there's a bull mountain brothers carving in that rock up there too yeah there is there is we're we're up a little way so so dave didn't see it but it's up there yeah well it's kind of unfortunate there's there was a uh a carving on there from like 1812 or something like that, that someone tried to break, they broke it off the wall trying to, trying to take it yeah. off of there. Um, yeah. and that would have been the That's coolest. He did tell us about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was a, he, he was talking about 
seeing if it was possible to get somebody out there to like water cut it out or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks because it's like, you know, you want to leave it there, but it's like, you know, it's going to go away too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially it's in that sandstone. Cool that one's like, dang right. Yeah. It's like out in nature, man. I mean, it's just, you yeah. just walk up on it. It's cool to see a real one that's not roped off, that it, you know, yeah. park or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Now, did you guys get to see many other wildlife while you were there? Any elk or deer or anything like that? No, nah, man, I saw a ton of first moose, everything, once we got on our trip. But, like, what the first thing about the ranch out there was them antelope, dude. Like, I I don't see how you'd even get close to one. They stood out in the middle of just wild. <laughs> yeah, that's what passage. we want to know. That's what we want to know from you guys. How do you get close to these? Yeah, how can you arrow one? Stuff? I was going to say, would you be surprised if I told you I shot one with my bow last year? Yeah, I mean, we, we, yeah, tell yeah. us more. <laughs> tell us more. It was lucky. It was lucky, but it, uh, they actually, <laughs> uh, Ramsey's done this before. Um, you can decoy in antelope pretty good. Yeah, you can. Okay. I mean, oh, anything, they're anything very white. curious animals. And so, like, when they're rutting, all you do is, like, yeah. we used to take, uh, white trash bags. Yeah. Because it's the same color yeah. as their, as their head. And you just flap them up in the air and then bring them down. And they'll kind of look. And they'll take like a couple steps towards you and then you flap it again and then they kind of take a couple steps towards you. But I'll tell you the wow. the worst part about it is when you finally get close enough to them and you're getting ready to shoot one and, and that doe kind of looks and they make the weirdest noise. It's, it's like a very, it's, it's super weird. And then they're just like 60 miles an hour gone. Yeah. Yeah. And just they don't stop clouds. running. Dust right. clouds. Gone. Oh. Uh. That's nuts. I, That's I that, it just they impressed me, man. And just how like just out in the middle they were, man. It's just like where did they come from? Yeah, you know? and that's so funny how like you say they're curious. I feel like a deer yeah. would just like run well, away. You could decoy them like that, almost yeah. like a gobbler out in the middle of the field. Uh, yeah, reaping them as they call it. You know, I've I've heard it. Yeah, we were talking about we do that. I've heard it from a lot of landowners too that. Uh, they go like when you know because they're out there every day in this uh, environment, and you know a super windy day in Montana, all the elk and all the deer will be bedded down in a coulee or something like that, staying out of the wind. Antelope will be up on that same field that you guys saw them in, and they'll be leaning into the wind. That's that's the difference between elk, deer, and antelope. I mean, they're okay. just okay. call it stupid yeah, or or call it just hardy. I don't know. There's a is. lifelong argument whether an antelope or a mule deer or dumber a dumber animal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we saw mule deer doing some pretty weird stuff when we were there. Like, they were just, like, out there, like, just living their lives freely in people's front yards. Like, I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing that we've ever seen. You know, what really impressed me out there, for one, whitetails out there seem to stay only in creek bottoms. I never saw them anywhere else. And I noticed that the whitetails kept their distance from mule deer. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When yep. I saw them, the whitetails were here, the mule deer were here. They were not together. What's up with that? Well, tell me uh, if you have this, uh, if you've noticed this where you're at too, the whitetail here also will not stay around the cows. They'll, they'll actually, the cows yeah. will, uh, will like try to like mess with the whitetail. And I don't know if that's how it is where yeah. you're at too, but um, so a lot of these whitetail that you're going to hunt down here on that particular place um, are pretty much only going to be in the the cottonwoods and, and open any, fields. Any down water the areas. Yeah. yeah. Really. Is the only place okay. you ever really find. Now there is mountain whitetail in Montana, like big time, like where these two go elk hunting. Yeah. Uh, but it, I guess you'd be about there, three hours north of where you guys were at. Um, 
There yeah. is a consistent herds of whitetail in the mountains up yeah. there. I mean, they don't they don't necessarily okay. go to crazy elevations, but you can you could be up. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I've seen them on the top of Hell Hill. Really? Yeah. What is that elevation? Then? It's got to be about seven thousand, seventy two hundred, sixty five hundred, sixty five hundred. So that is. Good Lord. I mean, because like typically you go there and you could be like driving into a spot that you want to go archery hunt and you could see, you'll see a whitetail like off oh, the yeah. road. I mean, but I mean, still, even the base of that mountain, I think is like, what, 46? Oh, no, you're still in the fives. Yeah. Something, I think you're in the mid fives up there, but yeah, it is weird seeing them. Like, that, it's that weird the... to be expecting mule deer and like you're sitting there and you're like, oh, there's some deer coming and all of a sudden like four whitetail walk in front of you. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah. So you guys, it might, you guys might be surprised to know that Ramsey and I have never killed whitetail. Nope. Sean has, right? No. Nope. Oh, all three of us. All three of this, us. This is the, if you guys, I don't know if you guys can see it, but right above my head, what? that's the only dead head I've ever found of a whitetail. I've never shot a whitetail, never hunted a whitetail. Yeah. Hey. yeah. No way. I mean, well, I mean, I, I mean, I guess well, why would you? If y'all got, yeah, y'all got giant bull elk, I guess whitetail. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Our, our mule, do see, like, I'm sure, have you, have you ever killed a mule deer? No, sir. Yeah, see, so we're opposite. So, like, Ramsey, like, I'm sure we've killed... Kill almost killed the mule deer almost every year. Well, I haven't killed one in like four years, but um, most of our life, we usually shot one every year, but uh, never shot a whitetail. Um, I've never actually like... I've never eaten whitetail set. either. I, I think whitetail tastes better than mule deer, somewhat. Really? It depends, but I'm a big but mule deer guy, so like a mule deer roast though, you can't beat, oh, yeah. but um, I've never <laughs> truly like set out for a day of whitetail hunting. I've never done that. Well, and it's hard where we're at because the caliber of mule deer that we have on the property oh, that we hunt. Right. And the, the caliber of whitetail is like so far different. Eh, I, sort of. I mean, if you get out, like right. where you guys were hunting turkey, there is some giant whitetail out there. I can there. tell like, you right now that the biggest whitetail I've ever seen with my naked eye is probably like 120 inches, maybe 110. I mean, that's it. I've never seen a ginormous. That's, that's not true. Crazy. I definitely Matt, need to take you out. So you guys know that Matt. Uh, you guys remember meeting Matt, right? He's not here tonight. He had to. He had a uh, prior uh, thing he had to do. Uh, he shot like he shot 154 inch whitetail last well, year. Well, yeah, but I've never like I'm saying like naked eye never seen a whitetail that big. Yeah, true. We need to take you to the feedlot. Uh, Ramsey Ramsey could have killed on once that would have. Oh yeah. Actually, out. Well, no, I guess technically it wasn't on the property that you guys hunted, but it was. They used to have another property, neighboring neighboring property, and me and or Matt and Dave figured it out that it was probably a hundred and eighty plus inch whitetail. Oh wow! Good God! Yeah, there's crazy. There's crazy big whites. Well, because you got to think about it. When people come out here, they're coming to hunt mule deer, so the whitetail populations really don't have any. They don't really get touched much. Yeah. Right. Do you guys run into like? Yeah, feels like they'd be able to get big. Does your whitetail in like, you know, North Carolina, like even, you know, just the East Coast style um, whitetail, do they get a lot of disease over there? Uh, honestly, man, in the last five years, it has moved in here. EHD has moved in hard. Even up to Ohio, CWD. man. Yeah, e either way. Uh, CWD, uh, it's all come into Ohio all the way to North Carolina. And uh, what it is, is they're they go to water and they die next to water. It's like a throat swell up or something. And uh, we're getting that. And even in, in North Carolina, the state I live in, like this is typically a state you can bait in and feed. Um, that's outlawed right now. You can't do that to keep the disease from spreading. So uh, uh, I would say no, but the last five years, yes. 
for sure. I feel like that's always kind of been a problem in, uh, like, especially where I was from in Montana is like blue tongue. Yeah, blue tongue getting white tail, like, and animal. I mean, I mean and it was in yeah. numbers, heavy numbers that you would be finding. I mean, that was the result of that right there was a deadhead I found from blue tongue, more yeah. than likely, because I found. You know, multiple carcasses around right at the river bit or bottom. So, I mean, and as far as the mule deer go, what's that been like the last three about years, four or four five years? years too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the CWD and the mule deer up here has been yeah. going crazy. It came out of Canada and uh, it made its way through. I think it, honestly, where we're getting it from down here is just come through the park. More that than sounds likely. right. Well, because I think I think right. there's a line for where they require testing. At game checks, and I think I can't it might remember. be the whole state now. Is it? I, but I remember there used to be a, a you know north south line that ran through that yeah. because that was a very heavily populated CWD area. That if you cross through, you'd have to get you you know have to get a check, See, get tested. And, and where we're at now, Narnia is becoming quite the hot spot. Yeah, because I I heard actually north of there last I year, had to there send was, there was that deer that testing. I shot this last year. I had to send part of the spinal cord in oh really yep yeah it's a i wish there was a good way to prevent that well and this is actually speaking of turkey over i don't know if you guys deal with this but uh it's been in the news quite a bit that there's been a lot of um across the united states not a lot but it's been the avian flu has been coming back for the turkeys too because of um i don't know it's coming back all around for all birds i can't remember what they said that brings that to them do you do you guys know what what is it another species of bird that brings it and infects them is that I, how it works i have no idea um I'm sure. yeah no uh, so we really i mean the first time i honestly heard about that was whenever we were in montana yeah, um, right. um you know <laughs> but i it feels like that everybody that we talk to though when we go to like expos and all that kind of stuff um people are talking about like the decline of turkeys like everybody's always saying oh you used to see so many more turkeys you used to see so many more turkeys and um i mean i don't know so there's something to that i guess probably sounds like yeah and I wanted to tell you guys, I hunted 500 acres in Ohio last year. We were talking about the CWD. My landowner found 13 bucks, and half of them were big, mature bucks. It seems like the older deer, it, it affects worse. Oh, yeah. Is that y'all's case? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we actually had a – Matt and I had found – see, the way that I've come across CWD, like, in the field – is they almost look like a zombie the way it's affecting them because I, I obviously it's yeah. a it's a wasting disease so it's affecting their brain and whatnot. And Matt and I came across um, I don't know if he got the sickness when he was in velvet or not, but it was end of archery season so everything should be out of velvet. Um, some may well no it should be pretty much out of velvet by the, by October. Um, and this buck was and he what and he could have been a stag I guess, but. He was in the hay pen and he would just stand there and walk in circles and his ears were laying down. Um, and so we, we were pretty positive with, you know, <laughs> zero biology yeah. degree that, uh, something right. was going on there. Definitely probably <laughs> had the chronic wasting. Time, huh? yeah. yeah. And I've heard that before, you know, like droopy ears. Um, yeah. Like that zombie. Yeah. It was look. really yeah. droopy demeanor. Yeah. Was water? What was that? Was it close to water? No, well, you know, it, it, do you, you guys might've remembered driving by this, but, uh, where the Rangers are parked, you go up, up a hill, um, to head to the North end where you guys shot your, uh, uh, that big gobbler. And right as you get up on the hill, there's a big hay pen there. That's where he was at. So technically, yeah, he's pretty close to the river. Yeah. That's interesting, man. That's wild. 
so yeah, we've uh, we've definitely yeah. seen our our fair share of uh, interesting disease to yeah. animals, and it's just it is what it is, and and that's going to be in a place where we there's definitely a higher population of animals too, um, and yeah. you know where we hunt in other places like where Sean Ramsey hunt, I don't know if the population's never been big enough there to see if it's affected because it's always been the entire time we've been hunting, it's been low population well, of deer. Which one? You're talking Narnia. If uh, the landowner talks about how there used to be a lot more deer out there and i don't know if it's predators or if it is cwd but he he swears up and down that the reason that it's happening is because of the cwd could be could be for well sure. and then you know like the we've seen some weird things out of that property i mean there was a there was a uh white tail was it a white tail buck that was yep. it was a white tail buck running around with mule deer does like it herded up with them and was running around I remember the first time that we saw that. We you can like, always tell because you got these big old muley does and it's like mule deer, mule deer, mule deer, white tail, mule deer, mule deer. <laughs> that was just the weirdest thing. Yeah. It was so weird to see. I think he was just lost. Yeah. He had to. Yeah. That was weird. He was looking for some friends. Yeah. Some friends, yeah. He got kicked out of the crowd. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, that's something I didn't know, man. I didn't know that yeah. they stayed apart from each other like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah, exclusive. Every once in a while, yeah, you catch that animal doing just a weird thing, you know, just weird from the rest, the goblin hen or the whatever it is. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah we've got a video. Weird. we got a video we should show you guys sometime, the Ramsey, uh, and see what you guys think is some, some turkey experts over there. Uh, he was hunting uh, elk last fall and got a video of these turkeys doing the most interesting thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I, could you describe it, I guess, without showing it to him? So there was two toms and that big old birds. I mean, they big birds and they would like gobble at each other. And this is in the fall. This is <laughs> September. They would gobble at each other and then they'd get right next to each other. And one or the yeah. other would stick the other one's head in its mouth. Like almost entirely. And they just kept switching back and forth. We drove the ranger within 10 feet of these turkeys just trying to take videos of them. And they, uh, even after we left, they were still just sitting out in the field just going at each other. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I can't pin that one. I think there's a fall season. One time I was deer hunting. And I saw turkeys wrap around their necks like snakes, man. Literally just cross their necks up in a knot. Two big old tongs. And, and it was very it was similar to that. They here. they would do that, and then they would just like engulf the other one's head. <laughs> yeah, and I got a video of it too. That's crazy. I swear, it's got to be this fox, man. It's got to be a fox thing. I would that. think so. That's kind of what we thought. And I showed I showed the landowner. They who, could have been in love too. Who have li his lived there? How, how long did yeah. he live there? Uh, what's that? How long did Harry live there? 40, 50 oh, 50 years? 50 years probably. And he's like, yeah, I've never seen anything remotely close to that. <laughs> that is weird. It's crazy that Marians were doing it because I saw two Easterns doing it. That's that's funny. So they must all do that. Yeah, we're every time we're on this podcast, we're like, man, we wish we had like this, uh, like a wildlife biologist on speed dial. Oh, yeah. Ask seriously. these questions. Seriously. I know, right? That's our that's the next move. That's the next move. Yeah, like, for real. Oh, what is friend? We need answers. Yeah. So we're getting kind of to a point in the podcast that we like to. It's kind of a fun thing for us because we get to know you guys on more of a personal level. 
Um, now that we've kind of heard your guys' story, we're basically just going to go around the room and uh, we're just going to ask you questions individually, just kind of like a rat. Not I always say rapid fire, but it's never a rapid it's fire. Never. It's just a random question asking session. Okay. It's really not even that much of a big segment, but uh, we're just going to get more into like asking you guys more stuff about your life and your and your outdoor adventures if you guys are ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, who's got the first question going? You do. I do. You okay, so do you guys have so it's 2023 summer 2023. What um what hunting plans do you have for the rest of the year? Right now, my plans are focusing on large whitetails, big mature bucks and get Chris and set with a bow. And uh let me tell you, I'm already planning uh, I'll be hitting public land in March for Nasiola Goddard to complete my grand slam. Uh, would love to get Chris and involved in that as well. And uh, I'll do some ducks. We're gonna hunt waterfowl before that. Also, great duck hunting out here in North Carolina. I assume it's great in Montana. We saw lots of ducks while we were there. Lots yeah. of ducks. Yeah. But, <laughs> so. uh, we will duck hunt some um, on the coast, and uh, after that, it'll be after January. It'll be back on turkeys, and uh, I'll start in Florida this year. And I will end, I'll go all the way to Wisconsin. <laughs> and, oh, man. And end it about mid-May. Yes, sir. I, my goal is to complete the Grand Slam, and then I would like to see if I can kill him in all 49, all 49 states. I'll, that's my dream. That's a really cool dream. That's yeah. you're, you're killing, like, everyone's dream of uh, visiting uh, you know, all 49, all, well, all 50, but well, 50, you know, yeah. it's a similar, it's a similar yeah. dream, but also, uh, harvesting yeah. turkey in every yeah. state, yeah. kind of a hard goal. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, yeah, that's how we came together actually. Like on the whole thing was like on our anniversary, like I wanted to see all the states and Landon wanted to turkey hunt all the states. So I was like, okay, well we'll do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And now it's turned into this. But, <laughs> yeah, it's good for everybody. Ah, so I see why that's why you guys went and visit the park and stuff. Cause you get to do a little bit of sightseeing, a little bit of turkey hunting. Like, exactly. If it was up yeah. to me, man, we would have we killed the birds in Montana. And we'd have we did do some public in Idaho <laughs> while we were there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a surprise. Yeah, yeah, we did hit some Idaho public, and we were in the wrong place. But I'll be back. I'll be we back tried. in California. Oh, yeah. Sean, you got one? Uh, what uh, what brand of bow do you shoot? Oh, ahoy, brother. Oh, no. We talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah. We're we're finally outweighed. We have been on the quite the stretch of Sean and I having some Matthews guests for quite a while now, and that was the first (laughs) that's the first points we've had. The first, uh, the, the, the first good people we've talked to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Right, man. yeah. Well, I love Hoyts, man. Which I shot a Matthews, you know, for years. But boy, I, I love a Hoyt. I've been shooting them for four years now. Jeez. Very cool. Wait, well, you've been the new Eclipse for for Christmas this year. Oh, so you're both yeah. Hoyt then? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I nice. got her the women's version. Yeah, the Eclipse is pretty cool. See, I've been. When did I start bow hunting? Fourteen. Yeah. So I've I've had a Hoyt for almost eleven years now. I, I don't. No, no. I, I started with a diamond. I started yeah, with a diamond. diamond. So I had that for three years. So it's been about eight years with a Hoyt. Love them. Yeah, right. man, you can't beat it. So now that you've hunted both, what's more fun to go after, Merriams or Easterns? 
that's a real tough question. I uh, Mariam's it, Mariam's is a blast because you it's it's just different land and we, man, I can move across that Montana ground pretty good back home. Big boys like me jumping across logs and, <laughs> and stuff, it's a lot harder to get to. But an eastern gobbles harder. And, God, what do you think? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like in Montana, it's it's just a different way of hunting. Like You've got to have a way to kind of get around a little bit. I feel like if you want to cover ground other than just on your feet, you know, like you've got to kind of have be like a little bit mobile. You still get out on your feet, like, you know, walk a little way and stuff like that. But it felt like like there's so many ridges, there's so many. It's just such a different landscape. Um, but I mean, I guess I guess Marion's because they're in the mountain country, and that's pretty fun to hunt a man. And the way they move, I, I like cutting them off and getting in front. And I like the challenge. It, it was fun. And let me tell you, them rangers, lifesavers, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they're. Uh, it's it's a different. You know, that's always how it's going to be in Montana. You have so much vast land to cover. Um, yeah. and, and you could spend all day hiking every bit of the place and you might get uh, oh, yeah. one opportunity every day and a half, right. but when you can cover that kind of ground, right. you're, you're pretty much in Turkey all day long. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's at that point, it's a little struggle because they, they can get away so fast. I mean, it's like they disappear in a second they're, they're there and then they're not like, and I, yeah, I agree. And I could, I couldn't imagine <laughs> like the elk and stuff. I bet it's the same thing. You're probably all in them. For a minute, and then they're out of there. You know that the way the elk really goes is you kind of have your your morning to mid morning opportunity, and if you don't capitalize, that's pretty much it for the day. You know, you can. We've had some really? some evening experience. Uh, it's not as successful. We've definitely called in. And is there days? You know, if I could hunt every day of hunting season, I guarantee you, there's a stretch of four or five days where I could call in bulls all day long, right? Oh, yeah. um, but when you're mm-hmm. hunting, mainly. Friday through Monday or Thursday through Sunday. Um, it's historically speaking, if, if you don't capitalize in the mornings, then it's, uh, it's pretty much, pretty much a wash for the day. And, and, and mainly that's been because Montana has been so unhistorically warm. You know, it was it's been 104 degrees the last, what, two years on opening weekend. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're hunting in unseasonably warm weather, which is, you know, it's, it's got all of its downfalls. It's got, uh, you know, you can't really hunt past nine o'clock because it's not safe past then. You know, you're going to spoil meat if you shoot anything with a bow. Right. Um, and then, you know, yeah. they also are going to water. They're going to shelter, going to shade so much quicker than they would when it's 50, 60 degrees out. So that's kind of been what it's been. And, you know, it's it's different when you're because, you know, we're down on the prairie here. These are these are prairie. We call them prairie elk down here. Um, much different. Yeah. They act much different than the ones up. In mountain, the mountains and stuff mountain, like that. Elk, yeah. uh, but down here anyways, yeah, that's yeah. kind of how it's been is uh, if you don't get your opportunity by 10, 11 o'clock, you're, you're pretty much done for the day. Mm-hmm. Like Ramsey and I last year, we were set up for opening weekend knowing it was going to be so hot that we had. I think we we made a pack for 10 o'clock. But then, I mean, just the preparation we had for, you know, the what if moments I was. Uh, brought a cooler that I'm pretty sure me and Sean could have both yeah. laid inside of it with four bags of ice. Yeah. I think I think we <laughs> bought <laughs> holy crap. I think we bought twenty four bags of ice yep. and had them as many coolers oh as we could fit in the ranger because if we shot something we had to you know and, order it out and get yeah, it in there quick. And, and this is yeah. in an area where we're twenty minutes from my house. Yeah, I mean we could be home in a jiffy, but it's it's you shoot something and you don't it's get it right away. It. Yeah, and you have to track mm-hmm. it down by the time you get to it. It, may, it might be done. And it was actually, it was pretty funny. 
and kind of heartbreaking at the same time. So me and Sean left opening morning. We were in elk all morning. Couldn't get it to, couldn't get any of the bulls to pull off the herd. And where we were set up, we had a camera about 20 yards in front of us. And we're like, oh, we'll just throw a new, new SD card in there and see what walks through during the day, see if they're moving during the day. And we left at mm-hmm. 10 and at 11.45, an entire herd of elk walked through there. Mm-hmm. We were sitting on the camera too. And all afternoon, there, there, was, there was elk all afternoon walking yeah. through this camera. And we're like, oh, cool. Wow. Like they're going to do the same thing tomorrow. Not one elk all day the oh, next no. day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. That's crazy. And that's just like, that's like these big bucks here. I, I don't know if y'all run them there. I run here. I'm running cell cameras. It sends it to my phone. Uh, boy, that's sickening when I, I pick a spot and I'm like, I think this is where he's going to be. I'll be sitting there hunting him and then boom, it shows up my other spot, you know, <laughs> 500 yards away. Same, same thing. Yeah, so you can you can use sat cams here, but uh, when hunting season starts, you got to shut. You got to take the antennas down or take the SIM cards yeah. out or whatever. Um, so you can only use really? them. Yeah, you can only use them for scouting purposes. Yeah. And then after that, you can, you know, for a long time, you couldn't even use trail cams in Montana. Period. And then there was, a, and then it changed to you could use them for scouting purposes, and you had to take them completely down. And then it was about two years ago, yep. about the same time that they approved uh, new, uh, Luminox. Luminox. Yeah. Um, they approved trail cam use what? with SD cards for season use. Yep. And then, yeah, that was just the wildest thing to be like, holy cow, now we can use these? Yeah. yeah. Which we don't, I mean, like realistically, <laughs> it doesn't really give you that much of an advantage because you're mainly seeing everything no. um, after it's already happened. But it does give you a good idea right. about like, you know, what's am I going to, you know, you might, what's there. especially in our, our big, yeah. vast areas, you know, you can kind of pinpoint the, the certain locations you might want to spend the weekend in. It's sort of like a mental mapping, you know, and then obviously like we use like Onyx yeah. and things like that to be able to like, um, okay. like pinpoint yeah. locations and like where mm-hmm. the night before opening day of elk, you know, where we want to start marching our boots yep. into in the morning you know that's just that's typically how we use oh, yeah. them here see i I, yeah. I mainly use my trail cam pictures just to match up sheds to to elk that i find because it's like my little secret like passion <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's super cool no, that is cool do you guys do so, much man, white... we don't ever find sheds i was just gonna ask we do you guys do find much find <laughs> shed hunting down there or? well i mean last year was my record uh i found five Okay, <laughs> that was my record in North Carolina. My I've hunted my entire life, and as many as I found. Like, I know people that's hunted forty years here, and I never found one. Now, is that I've because never of the found one in North Carolina? Is that because of the like? Is there a lot of deadfall, downfall there too that might cover it up? Or man, there's a ton of um, cutovers here. Uh, yeah. There used to be big, pretty hardwoods that they went in and cut and timbered that just grows up. So it's just and like it's a lot of like unimaginable thick man. Yeah. Like, uh, and I think that's where a lot of them go. Um, yeah, trying just to like, find just the best bright, way. Just like briar patches, and like yeah, you know, and that's where they, those deer they get up and bed up and that stuff. And they don't reach <clears throat> some places. They'll replant pine to keep it nice and pretty. But they these are like lots where thick. they they bought it. They cut down all the beautiful hardwoods, which makes us sick, you know. And then they don't plant the houses. Plant the houses. They don't build the houses there or nothing. And then it, it just grows up, and it's briars head high, and you know them giant bucks. They love that. <laughs> so when you're doing your your bell hunting for whitetail, is it uh, do they do it during the rut down there? Uh, <coughs> actually, 
in North Carolina, it, it's it's kind of similar to y'all. Bow season comes in roughly around September 10th, and bow season will last until October 17th, and then we'll have two weeks of black powder, muzzleloader. And then after that, November 14th, it'll be rifle season. But uh, in North Carolina, you can keep hunting with whatever weapon you want as long as the season comes in. So I just keep a bow in my hand, plumb till January 1st, our last day. That's uh, pretty much exactly how it is here. But yeah. we have to wear orange. If if we, Even if we use a bow through that rifle season, we have to wear orange with it, which is kind of in my... I think it kind of turns us off because it kind of just feels well, like it's and then, not. And then there is some overlap in arch, archery elk to rifle antelope. So there's an, there's an overlap where you can... You know, if you want to go out in the morning and like Riley was saying, like hunt till 10 in just full camo for archery elk, and then you got to come back up and switch into the orange to go rifle antelope hunting. Um, <laughs> right. so you always, you always got cool. all... We do that. We did that quite often last yeah. year. You always got to have all <laughs> different types of clothes in your, in the ranger, in your hunting pack when you're... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely, that's something we're kind of having to just like buy different like clothes. Like I was just like, I wasn't really quite ready for Montana. I didn't know what to expect. Like turkey season here is, is hot. We live here hot, and we hot, don't hot, know hot. what to expect. Did, did you, you guys got, I mean, a pretty... Decent weather when you came though, didn't you? We actually did. I feel like it was nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like it was very nice. I don't remember the weather being bad at all. No, it like sna- not really like a hard snow. It like snowed like a little bit, but yeah. nothing really crazy. Um, but it was just definitely different from what we're used to. Oh, you guys like, got off easy. Just so hot and humid at home. Yeah, oh yeah, I do. I do remember sure. it did snow because we were up on uh, about three hours before we met you guys that day. We were up on that ridge and got into all those elk in the fog, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that that day. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do remember it snowing when you guys were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit, but yeah, the weather does turn pretty quick over there, in Montana. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> especially like up in them way, hills. But it does. Yeah, yeah, strange. Yeah, that's a yep. by far the most beautiful place I've ever had the pleasure of hunting critters, man. No doubt. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you guys got to, it's kind of crazy how, uh, I don't know how you guys stumble across Dave, but it's always interesting to hear about how people make it out there and then their experience out there. It's really cool. Yeah. We, um, like I was saying, man, we're really, we were trying to get Landon his slam and, um, the next one on the list was, was seemed like a Miriam seemed appropriate. We went to the Rio in Texas. He killed an Eastern. Um, so I was just like Google searching, like trying to find, you know, something we hadn't traveled a lot to hunt. So it was pretty new for us. And, um, called this guy up and it was Dave and, and we talked to him in the summer. It was the summer of the before. Yeah, like we, it was, you know, we've been, been planning it for a long, long time. Um, and Landon talked to him a couple times and, um, you know, he just seemed like a really cool guy, but it was just really strange to me if I'm honest, like, you know, he didn't take any like money up front. Like it was just like a very, like we, you know, we were like very kind of weirded out about it. We were like, is this, is, we're going to get there and there's not going to be anything here. Um, but we we went there and it was Dave and he just gave us the literal best experience I think I could have ever asked for. He's just such a such a great guy, such a patient fellow. Um, you know, I think Landon got on a turkey one time and just like it didn't come together and he came back and he was he was sulking, you know, and, and Trevor Dave just looked down and he said, It's okay, pal, you know, have a cookie. I was back there just dying, you know, just thinking, Oh, Landon's human, you know. But it was it was the coolest thing ever. Um to, to just get to to yeah. learn from him and in all those different ways, not even just culture, not just about life. It was very yeah. cool. 
Very cool, dude. Yeah, he taught me yeah. about trapping and just his stories, man, about so, I mean, we passed this camp and he told me about a, a family that he raised two kids, grew up in it, he stayed in it during some bad winters. Oh, yeah. Just told me all kinds of stories, man. Yeah. I just, I bet he could go on for weeks, man. You know, it was, it was really cool. And like I was saying before we went on, Patty's cooking, good Lord, dude. <laughs> yeah. it was incredible. That woman's yeah. a saint. Dave's yeah. lived about ten lives in his. Uh, how old is he now? Seventy two. Seventy two years. He's lived I about know, ten right? lives. Yeah. yeah. Hey, he gets around good, boy. He moves through the, on that ranch like everybody's business. He's right behind me. Ninety percent of the time, he's right there. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah, they don't build them like that yeah. anymore. No. We strive. We strive to be yeah, a half of the, half of the man that he is for sure. I mean, seriously, yeah, yeah. He told yeah. me a lot, a lot, so many stories that I was like, dude, I would definitely be dead. Like, I know I would be dead <laughs> personally, but yeah. yeah. Well, I, tell I you, highly recommend that to anybody. Absolutely. I tell you what, it was, uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you guys. I'm glad you guys had a good experience in Montana because Montana is a wonderful place. Um, and we're very yeah. much looking forward to uh, our friendship down the road and, and seeing how you guys succeed in your outdoor yeah. ventures. Yeah, same yeah. same to you guys. You guys come see us in North Carolina. Yeah, we'll man. Put you on a t-shirt yeah. or white tail. White tail yeah. Coastal fish. Might not be an elk or anything. <laughs> 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 something, something. Hey, we're definitely open. Like yeah, that's you know that you bring that up. Yeah. That's something we're not we're very much uh, not used to at all. Is uh, sitting in a tree. That's fine. We'll get you right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, do you guys have anything for us at all before we uh, take off here? What you got, for me, babe? I don't know. I mean, I feel like yeah. I, I mean, I really just appreciate it, guys. We're just yeah, super I'm just, I just really wanted to thank y'all for the opportunity, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and please tell, please tell Dave. We said, hey, please let him know that we uh, said hello. Oh, I'll see him. Uh, we're going out taking some guys fishing tomorrow. I'll see him tomorrow. I'll tell him you guys say hi. Oh, um, dude, please do. So cool. Yeah, awesome. we we think about him very often, and yeah, we we really would love to come back up there and see see him sometime. So I just think he's got it. They got it figured out, man. I'd like to do, it'd be cool to do what he does and what y'all are doing. Yeah. It's really cool. And thank y'all for taking the time, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Hear our story and talk to us. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to see uh, how your hunting season goes. And, uh, you know, we'll stay in touch and maybe we'll get you guys on and, and you can let us know how your hunting season goes uh, this fall. And then we'll have you back on, you know, this winter sometime. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome, man. You let us know. We'll be here. All right, sounds good. Uh, make sure to check these guys out on Instagram. This is the Belcher Outdoor Broadcast on Instagram. Check these guys out. They're really awesome. Uh, I'm glad to have you guys on here. Thanks, guys. We Thank appreciate you guys. you guys very much, man. Yeah. Have a good evening. All right, so uh, we'll keep you guys on. Keep, stay on the, the Zoom call with us. We're going to end things here uh, as far as uh, what we do. Um, and I don't think okay. we have anything. We'll talk about – see, we're doing our intro backwards like yeah. we always do. We'll talk yeah. about it in the intro um but as far as the podcast goes we'll catch you on the next one see you later thanks for watching i just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors fnh contracting and fence located in billings montana if you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired contact our friends at fnh contracting and fence by texting 406 661 7484. From front yards to farmyards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.